Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Active XP, our spinoff show dedicated to reviewing games. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Yaden, and joining me today is not Chris Penwell and Mr. Josh Nichols, but rather three very special guests who are here to talk about the action RPG Mortal Shell. So let me introduce everyone. Um, we've got uh, three guests with us today. So uh, first up, uh, we've got Axel Basso, who you might know from Into the Spine, Tech Radar, Bloody Disgusting, and Fanbyte Media. Hello, Axel. How are you? Hello, Joseph. I'm fine. Thank you for inviting me. Um, let's talk about Mortal Shell, shall we? Let Let's do it. Um, but before we before we get into all that, though, uh, I, I always like to ask my guests either what their favorite game of all time is or their favorite game that they're playing now. So let me throw that question to you right now. Right now, I would say it's um, Shakusa 5. Okay, I, that's a good one. I've been playing all the Shakusa games from zero to five now. And this is one that I like the most, I think. It's a very special so game. Those games are very weird. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> joining us as well is writer for Squad State, con the console creature, and the Canadian geek cast, Steve Vegvari. Hello, Steve. Hi, Joseph. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, and let me throw that question to you as well. Favorite sure. game of all time or that you're playing currently? I'm going to go all time, and I'm going to go with Super Mario World. Never heard of it. No, right? It's super <laughs> indie, super underground. I think it was maybe like one or two people. Like, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Cool. That's a good choice. That's a solid one. Right. Um, and last but, not, uh, last but not least, associate editor of Lords of Gaming and the Gaming Perspective podcast, Jared, Lord of Grounded Eden. <laughs> Hello, Jared. How's it going, everybody? Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, this is, I'm actually quite excited to be here. And yeah, it's to great. answer your question... Because I know you're going to ask me the same thing. People that mm -hmm. probably know me on social media can probably tell, but my current favorite game is Grounded. <laughs> well, I was going to compliment your your creation oh. skills. Dude, you've got some insight. Like, okay, I've died like 20 times in five minutes in that game. And then I look at your pictures of these beautiful creations you've made, and I'm just like, well, I'm playing this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I, I've hit pinnacle of not really needing to do much else and just kind of going willy-nilly being bored and building and just relaxing at the same time <laughs> why don't we just talk about grounded for an hour <laughs> can we let's just let's just do that instead. <laughs> no 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 okay we gotta talk about mortal shell because this game is very special to me and i assume it's special to you guys because that's why you're you're on the show here yep. so we can talk Absolutely. about it um so let me give a little bit of a, a background on Mortal Shell, and then we'll sort of dive into it and, you know, what we like about it, what we don't like, and maybe sort of just, you know, do a little bit of a review here. Mm -hmm. um, so Mortal Shell is an action RPG developed by Cold Symmetry, which I actually haven't heard of them prior to this. So it's sort of a, a hell of a game to sort of get put on the radar with, I, I think, um, and published by Playstack. Uh, it's hard to talk about this game without talking about Dark Souls, because it wears its inspirations on its sleeve mm -hmm. pretty much with that. Uh, but I think it does enough to make it stand out on its own. Um, so in, uh, in Mortal Show, you play as this like faceless character. They refer to him as a vessel. Uh, and he can inhabit these shells, which are sort of like costumes or like suits of armor, basically, that each have their own abilities. Uh, and they can be found throughout the world in it's recommended to experiment with them to uh, find one that suits your playstyle or that suits the boss you're going up against. Um, doesn't really have much of a story, or at least not one that's like in your face. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe we'll talk about that later on, and maybe there is totally a story that I missed. But these the stories in these games, and you know the the Souls games and all that, are very uh, tricky. You have to like, yeah, you have to dig for mm -hmm. them, yeah. like through yes, the item, through the item. Very vague, lore based, right. Very much so. Which I actually really like because mm -hmm. I, I know this might sound blasphemous. I'm not somebody who like generally gets invested in a game's story. Typically, mm. typically, um, I, I for me gameplay is king, and that's why I gravitate towards these games so much. Um, so before we get into like the meat and potatoes of this, I kind of want to get everybody's just general thoughts about the games without or, uh, about this game without getting into too much detail. So I, I think maybe we should just go around, give sort of our general thoughts, and then we'll dive into it. So. Um, let me throw it over to Jared first. 
uh, yeah, just give me your general impressions of Mortal Shell before we get into the details. All right. Well, I I felt this was the really good, compact, short-lived experience, experience that is very much akin to Dark Souls that isn't Dark Souls. Um, it was short and sweet. Uh, the combat is nice and fluid, very enjoyable, even though it's not quite wide in variety. Um, I like how unique it is and how it stands out, but yet yeah, still tries to be very much like um, Dark Souls in regards to, uh, let's say, character design, environment, weapons, mm -hmm. all that kind of fun stuff, and the lore, the story. They tried so hard to be like Dark Souls, but yet wanted to be unique, and I feel that they did truly strike that mark. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you especially the point you made about the, like the world and stuff. I think one thing all those games have in common is that they're pretty spooky. Yeah. They've got yes. these like, <laughs> and, 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 and this is funny. I have a phobia of toads. Really? Oh boy. And, oh, boy. <laughs> very, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> and it's like, oh, the phobia is like over the top. It's like, like laughable. Like I revert to a childlike state. It's no good. And so the opening oh, area no. of this, yeah. like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. it's a nightmare, wow. man. When you turn that uh, corner and you see the giant right. robot. Um, you, know, you know what's funny? I still haven't interacted with that thing. I don't know what that guy does. I, I so don't maybe... either. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. We just we talk know. to him. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, Axel, general impressions of Mortal Shell. Well, I have to say, I believe it's the, um, the game that best copied the formula of Souls Likes when we speak about 3D games because I believe there are 2D games that do, did it better. But I think um, it's really better than all of the rest. It's a game that the only thing I didn't like about it, it has to do with uh, one of its mechanics that we should get it in a moment. Uh, sure. Because it kind of broke the game for me, you know? When I... Oh, interesting. When I really understood how to use it properly, uh, I stopped dying, like literally. Mm. Uh, well, wow. That that yeah. is my my downside of the game. But mm -hmm. apart from that, I believe it's a very great foundation. I hope it could be a franchise in the future. You know. Hmm. I, so I'm not great at this game, and so when we do talk about what that uh, almost, I guess, game-breaking feature or mechanic that you're referring to is, I, I'm kind of excited uh, because maybe it'll help me out. I did get through the game completely, but uh, I struggled a lot with it, so you know, maybe we'll talk about we that. We will talk. Uh, yeah, Steve, general impressions of Mortal Shell. Yeah, um, so as soon as I saw the first trailer for this game, I was immediately uh, invested in finding out more about this and because I'm a huge fan <laughs> of any kind of Souls-like game, so, uh, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, all that. Um, and yeah, I was pleasantly surprised when I found out that the game was developed by like 15 people, which... Uh, That's nuts. Yeah, uh, yes. kind of attributes to how, uh, like Jared said, this, it, this game is so compact. Uh, but it's basically like a, I would say like, almost like a highlight reel of the best parts of Dark Souls, but mm -hmm. with like almost a creative spin on it. Um, mm. To Axel's point, uh, I think I know exactly what he's talking about. And I felt I came away with the exact same thing. As soon as I figured figured out what the this mechanic, the game instantly lost all its difficulty. Uh, I kind of like uh, blazed through the whole, whole experience. I, I beat it twice already. Uh, with, yes. oh, wow. with my third third time going through it now because yeah it it has some challenging moments but one again once you figure out that one mechanic and know how to use it properly the the game uh, becomes a lot easier but otherwise I I think it's a uh, a great a great addition to like the catalog of uh, Souls like games out there right now interesting so one of its defining features are its shells. Mm -hmm. I yes, I, I think that it's very important to talk about that. So why don't let's get let's get into them. There are four shells you can find, and, and again, these are. <laughs> I almost like to compare them to like Iron Man suits, and I guess <laughs> because I'm playing Marvel's Avengers <laughs> right now. But but yeah, they all have their you know their own features, and so um, obviously there's like health and stamina. But then there's uh, an, this other mechanic, which we'll get into shortly as well. Uh, that uh, it, these shells sort of you can use them to adhere to your play style. But I also would like to switch them up during 
bosses depending on how they would fight. So let's talk about the shells and sort of how we, we how we felt about them mm -hmm. and if we think it's a good feature, how we'd like to see it maybe expand. Um, Jared, uh, what did you make of the the shell mechanic, which is sort of again the defining feature of this game? Um, I found it really interesting and refreshing compared to a lot of the different takes on the Dark Souls formula, so, so to speak. Um, it was mm -hmm. really nice to kind of go up to something and I wouldn't say really kind of be restricted, but you have a nice, again, like a variety of armor classes or just classes in general for you to suit your play style. And I think that was a nice focus for uh, Cold Symmetry to take with Mortal Shell. And it was a nice differential from Dark Souls itself to make it stand out between the two. Um Right. And and did you did you have a favorite one you liked using? Absolutely, completely fit my playstyle with Dark Souls originally, which the way I like to play, which is Teal, the acolyte, the high stamina, mm. quick maneuverability. Yeah. I think it has the best dodge mechanic out of mm. all the shells, and it just allowed me to be very maneuverable in my boss fights. It was quite nice. You know what's funny is I also play Dark Souls like that. Like I play naked in that, yeah. uh, and I do because it's just I think it's worth it to have the the mobility and the stamina and all that. But interestingly, in this game, I couldn't use it at all practically mm. because I I just kept dying, you know. And yeah. maybe that's just a testament to that I need to play it a little bit more. But that's interesting. I and I hadn't made that connection yet that oh I play with you know high stamina, no armor, and Dark Souls. I should be able to play like that in this yeah. game, but I guess not um cool uh and what else um how did you feel about the the harden technique jared that was another interesting thing um i like it but at the same time and i'm pretty sure this is what the other two are talking about is it definitely takes a lot of the difficulty out of mortal yeah. shell because you rely really heavily on it you don't tend to dodge as much you don't tend to parry mm. as much you tend to sit back wait for the cooldown to, you know, go go around for the Harden mechanic. You go and you do your attack combo, Harden, deflect, back away, and repeat until the enemy or boss is finished. So it, it yeah, can definitely, so yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, um, and let's explain that so the listeners know. Harden, the Harden technique, basically, there's no shields or anything in this game, or at least not to my knowledge. Correct. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so basically with your shell, you like harden basically and uh it you you press a button to do that and it has to recharge but when you when you harden you literally can't take any damage yeah. right and and so yeah I, I i guess yeah if you learn how to manipulate that you you basically can go through the whole game without dying um uh steve let me get your thoughts on the shells in general the harden technique and which shell you thought was the best or at least what your favorite was sure uh yeah so i thought it was a great addition uh to these kinds of games having uh the stress taken away from you from not having to really rely on figuring out what what kind of build you're going to make for your character. Mm -hmm. I kind of like just going into a game, having a set uh, set of weapons and being able to choose these almost pre-made classes. Uh, you don't have to manage health. You don't have to manage stamina. You just go into uh, these four different shells and the game basically does all that work for you. Uh, so I thought it was a really cool addition, and like your point, uh, you can almost you can switch them on the fly and kind of uh, use them to your advantage when going up against like a tough room full of enemies or a boss. So I I really enjoyed them, and for me, uh, I loved the aesthetic and the uh, attributes to teal. Uh, like you, Joseph, I could not use them <laughs> just because he's kind of like <laughs> yeah. a like a glass shell it like it takes, right. takes one or two hits and, and you're dead yeah um so exactly. for me i i love playing class uh like tank classes as well so that was why i went with like airdrim uh throughout oh, like most of my playthrough anyways um and then mm -hmm. eros as well like the uh the middle ground where it has like a balance between health and and stamina yeah There's this section towards the end of the game when there are a bunch of enemies shooting arrows at you. Yes. And I cannot imagine doing that with teal. I mean, maybe you can dodge past it, but I remember when I was, because I used mm. the, the middle ground character or the middle ground shell, I still like got hit a lot. And I'm, I was just thinking like, man, what if I had teal right now? That would have been a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I did. I just dodged, dodged. I spanned my dodge and just got the hell out of there basically. Ran. Yeah. Interesting. 
Um, Axel, yes. your thoughts on the shells and what your favorite shell is. And yeah, I do want to dive into the discussion about the hardened technique here as well, because uh, it I can see how that could potentially almost break the game. Yeah. Okay. So uh, first of all, I believe the idea of finding your class is fantastic. Uh, you don't have a class selection screen. You have to find it in the world. I think that was a really good idea. Very interesting. And I also like that you have uh, stories, uh, pre-written stories for all these shells that you are mm -hmm. uh, unlocking. You are uh, discovering them while you are unlocking your abilities. And I think that was pretty good. Um, I choose, I chose um, Solomon. That was my main. I I think they are all pretty balanced between them. Uh, but I like some specific abilities from Solomon, like um, having more time to get into your shell when you are uh, beaten. Mm -hmm. And you have some themes about resolve that are pretty good too. Uh, well, with the mechanic, the problem is this one. Uh, Steve says something already, but you can do this movement. You attack, you uh, right after you press attack button, you can mm -hmm. harden and you can do this. You hit the enemy with the first animation, then you harden so you uh, protect yourself from the, the next attack. The enemy stagger and then you attack with the same attack but with the ending animation. I don't know if I explain mm. myself. Uh, yeah, it's like one attack that hits two times, you know. Yeah, and right. you can do that to everyone, to everyone. And the thing is, I don't know why there are movements that the enemies uh, do that you can't parry, but you can defend from it with Harden. You know, right. I, mm -hmm. I, I find yeah. it very weird. Um. The idea that they are always or almost always a stagger when you when they hit you and you are a hardened, uh, it made me very easy. My experience right. with the game was that the first two hours were insanely hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> I I died a lot, a lot. But when I figured out uh, this mechanic, uh, I really stopped dying. Uh, it was enjoyable all the way down, but it is something, you hmm. know? It is something. I, I would say that when you play uh, a lot of Dark Souls games, uh, you always find that there is like an exploit or something cheap to do. Sure. Like uh, creating a tank class or some weapon in a specific. But in this case, I would say it's worse because um, it's the mechanic they are giving to you. It's right in front of your face, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um. So, how would they tweak that? I, maybe, like, you can only use Harden a certain amount of times, or, like, maybe certain uh, attacks can't be uh, blocked with Harden? Something like that? What do you guys think? That's a, that's a really great question, because it almost feels like it was intentionally put in there uh, for people who wanted to experiment uh, with that mechanic enough to to master it. Because, like, mm -hmm. I can't... Uh, when I was playing it, I couldn't think of an alternative. Uh, because it itself is almost an al alternative to using a shield or something like that in, uh, you know, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, anything like that. Um, yeah. And it already has a cooldown, so they're doing everything they can to kind of keep you from spamming it. The thing is, is that you can easily just evade the enemy until... Uh, Wait for it to, yeah. Until yes. it refills <laughs> again. So I, I just don't see the alternative other than getting rid of it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's tough. It's a, I, I think it's a cool mechanic. I do think it could be tweaked a little bit yeah. so that pe pe people aren't abusing it. Um, so let's get into the combat and sort of the, the bosses mm -hmm. and the mechanics and stuff because there's a lot going on with that. Um, let's talk about Resolve. So Resolve, basically, it's, it's a, a separate meter from your health and your stamina that you can use to pull off special moves. Uh, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you use it to parry as well, right? right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and so the, it, you know what's funny is we all picked different classes. I so I go with I used uh, Heros, which is like the middle ground class that's you know pretty balanced, and and the rest of you guys all went with a separate class. That's funny. Mm, that, yes. That's <laughs> I guess that pro- that proves how balanced they are. So there's a there's Solomon, um, and I think that's the one Axel uses, right? Yes. Yeah. So that has a that emphasizes the resolve, and so. Yeah, you can use that to to parry. You can't parry unless you have resolve, and then you also have your your special moves. Sorry, sorry. Um, uh, you could parry, but what you can do is the repost attack. You know. Oh, that's right. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. I'm glad you corrected that. No problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, what did you think? Um, let, let me toss it to Axel first. What did you think of the resolve mechanic, and and how did you like using that, and and sort of your general thoughts on that? Hmm. I think it is that a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was interesting. Uh, at first, I also believed that you could that you couldn't parry without it, but I start doing it, and yes, what you can do is the um, uh, the kind of fatal blow, you know, that repose. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. And then what? Uh, you, you kind of unlock some weapons abilities, and by the way, they are all broken. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the yeah. the character do an animation, and while he is doing it, it's Im- invulnerable. You know, they can hit yeah. you. And <clears throat> right. But yes, more or less, it's it's a good addition, I, I believe. Interesting. Yeah. And so that's funny you talk about the the items because one of the items I used a lot towards the end of my playthrough, I forget the name of it, but it's the one that gives you more resolve. And yes, and yes. basically I would just like pop one or two or however many and then just use my special move on on the, the enemies and then back away, pop another couple, use my special move. And so uh, I forget who mentioned this, but it, one of you said that you can you find a tactic that's that works and you and that sort of breaks the game. Yeah. That's what I did. Okay. Um, mm. <laughs> which I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know if that's the best way to play it, you know, but like <laughs> I said, I, I was struggling a lot. Um, Steve, what were your thoughts on mm. the, uh, on the resolve mechanic and the combat in general? Um, so I'll start with the resolve, uh, because I, I come at it from like a negative point of view. I thought it was such a throwaway mechanic, uh, in my oh, opinion. Interesting. Uh, just because of the way you could cheese the game uh, with Harden, I it, it's funny because one of the achievements or trophies, depending on which platform you're playing on, uh, tracks how many times you pull off a successful uh, parry, uh, yes, and yes. doing so uh, builds resolve. I I I think I used it successfully like four or five times in my two playthroughs. <laughs> Honestly, oh, wow. because I I would just concentrate on using the the, the Harden mechanic, and that's it. Um, I, I, I like what they did with it. Uh, it obviously harkens back to Sekiro uh, with the right. uh, riposte and everything. I thought it was cool. I just I didn't find any use for it in my playthroughs. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. It's funny that we that I played completely differently. No, that's that's yeah. great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Jared, your thoughts on the combat and the and the resolve mechanic? So the combat itself, I think, is fantastic, but. Mm. Like uh, with Steve there, I'm on the the side of where I not not so much of a throwaway mechanic, but I fairly I rarely found use for that mechanic. Um, mostly just for the special weapon abilities, but for like mm-hmm. same for uh, for your parry to repost and um to get that healing mechanic in while you're doing that too, I kind of found it useless. I didn't rely heavily on it at all. Just kind of as a fill in to get um basically have those invulnerability frames and just the basically being able to stay alive and dish out damage. That's really all I found use for it. So Mm. like it's, it's useful, but at the same time, it's not. Hmm. Interesting. It's like you can use it if you want, but if you don't, you're not really at a disadvantage. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a game designer, so I, this seems, this seems like it would be a nightmare to balance out, you know? Uh, so, huh. Interesting. Um, and then, what about the bosses? Because there are only like four or five main bosses. Mm-hmm. Something, I th- yeah, it's, oh, four. Four main bosses. There's a couple of minor bosses. Were there any bosses that stood out to you guys? Because I thought they were really cool, um, especially like the way they were designed and the, their sort of phases and everything. Um, did anybody have any memorable bosses they wanted to discuss? 
the uh, one, the first martyr, okay. that ice boss. Yeah, that, Ooh, okay. that thing's cool. That like, was a, okay. yeah, that was a fun boss fight. Like out of all of them, the whole game, I found that one the most, the toughest to like, an extent, mm-hmm. but yep. also the most enjoyable for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love visually. I think that boss is probably the most interesting. Yes. Um, yeah, I was stuck on that one for a while. I think that that's the one I was stuck on for the longest. Same. Me too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so what did you like so much about it though? Uh, was it the way it looked or, or the mechanics themselves? I, th- of the fight? I think it was just the, the environmental aesthetic and how the fight went down itself. Like that was the very first actual boss where I, the first one I actually encountered in mortal shell. That was the first area I went to. Mm. And then unfortunately it's the wow. hardest part. Yeah. The first, the <laughs> yeah. first boss I had to face in mortal shell had to be probably the toughest one out there. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so i guess that was part of the most memorable aspect in that in that one but i really enjoy the environmental aspect i really enjoy how the fight went down i really enjoyed finding out suddenly oh there's a phase two crap okay now i gotta figure out what to do after like figure out the next mechanics and the you know the uh uh combat moves of the boss and whatnot and I was like, okay, you know what? This stepped it up a little bit. This is not something that usually happens in Dark Souls, but I'm totally okay with this. So that's, I guess, what really made me almost fall in love with Mortal Shell is knowing that the, they took some care in the boss fights, especially with this one, and it was yeah. nice to see. Yeah, and the thing is, is there are so few boss fights that they all have to be memorable, yes. right? Right. That's That's the thing with this game. Yes, it's shorter and all that, but that means that everything has to be awesome. That's Yeah, there, you know? yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, any other boss fights uh, that anybody wanted to discuss before we move on? Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to all of the designs of all four of them because, like, like you said, they were all very memorable and in their mm-hmm. own ways. Uh, yeah. Like going back to the the first martyr, the fact that he had this um, aesthetic to him, almost like a figure skater, where he would like zip across <laughs> yeah. the ice, but yes. then also he would disappear and then reappear and he he had this there was there was like fear when going up against him because he would just disappear and then you would just hear him like in the far left corner coming at you or the far right or when he throws his like i think in terms of design all of these bosses are really cool um some are easier than the others obviously um but i I just want to give a shout out to all four of them because i thought they were really well done agreed yeah, I'm with you on that. I really, I really like the twice born boss. Mm, um, yeah, it, there, there's some creepy camera angles when he's cha- <laughs> when he's changing forms, or I guess when he's going into a second form. Mm-hmm. Really, really creepy. Um, Axel, any <coughs> bosses you wanted to highlight before we move on? Well, if I have to be honest, um, <laughs> I was pretty disappointed in general. Oh, I, I really don't <laughs> don't like uh, most of the bosses. I only enjoy two of them. One is the White Walker that we just discussed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other one is the last one, the Unchained. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that was tough. I, you mean the same boat, Axel? <laughs> I, I would love that the game had like more creatures, bosses, you know, because they are all mm. like soldiers or humanoids in a way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I was really disappointing in a design way in a gameplay way with the others but these two stood out for me mm. uh, to, to say more uh, i like the grishness you know like yeah. Uh, yeah those mini bosses i like them more than some of the main bosses to say something uh, interesting they're tough so did you did you find that the bosses were just too easy in the game, Axel? Yes, but it isn't only because of the difficulty or not. It has to do with the fight itself, you know. This there is uh, this one in the fire temple, the yeah. the big one. Imrod. Yeah. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was pretty generic for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this probably has to do with um, I have played all the From Software games, uh, a lot of Souls-likes, and I don't know, maybe it's harder uh, to impress me, but I really... Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but I really liked um, the White Walker and the Unchained. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Well, I think that's important to, to, that we're all coming at this from different angles, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm guessing if you have played all the, the Souls games that maybe the bosses might not be as impressive... It, as if you were a new player to this. 
So I think that's an important point to make. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what the game can do about that. Like they can't control what other games you play, right? So hmm, mm. that's tough. But but at least from a design perspective, I think yeah, the Unchained is is one of the more interesting ones, uh, Axel. So let's talk about the exploration because I think that's also one of the standout uh, parts of this game. Um, in the first area where it's sort of this like green foresty looking section, mm-hmm. um, I was like totally lost. And uh, Jared, Jared, I think you mentioned that you went to the hardest area first. Th- this game is non-linear, so you can go to any of the of any of the main sections, you know, in any order. Correct. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm running around this area with all these toads, mind you, and I'm just like, dude. Am I really gonna play? Am I really gonna play this, man? All right, here we go. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's talk about exploration, and I want to talk about the fog as well because that's oh. a, a pretty pretty cool mechanic, I think. Um, let me throw it over to uh, Steve first. Uh, talk talk to me about the the environments, exploring, and I do want to discuss the fog as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the exploration, like you, I immediately got lost. Um, yeah, that's attributed to how vague and non-linear this game is from top to bottom in terms of even the items and everything. But yeah, when you, when you first get to Fulgrim, you get that, that premonition to like go into like the central hub area, I guess it took me kind of longer than I would have liked to admit to, to figure out, oh, okay, this is how you get in and kind of actually start the game. Uh, cause that's what kind of propels you forward. Uh, from there, I thought it was, they, they did a really cool, um, design method where Fulgrim itself has all these uh, interwinding paths and everything. You start out in one area and then find yourself in like a, a back area to another part of Fulgrim. But then once you explore outside of that and start going into like all the temples, it's very linear in that, in that way, like from getting from like point A to point B and then back. Uh, Cause yeah, the fog itself uh, kicks in after, you know exactly where to go. You never get lost. And I think that's a really good, uh, showing of the level design of this game that Fulgrim, uh, mm-hmm. yes, is a kind of a labyrinth. But once you start venturing outwards, you know where you are for the most part, and you can identify where you are. So I, I really like the the exploration. And then what about the fog section? Because you did mention that basically after you beat a boss, mm-hmm. you can't you can't fast travel back to right. where uh, to your main hub. You have to run back and. That's really tough because the enemies, I think, are a lot harder and it's harder to see and stuff. So what did you think about the the fog portion? I thought it was terrifying. I didn't expect it <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> um, for for reference, I, I went to the fire temple first and I got out and then, yeah, like all the all the mobs and everything are replaced by. I, I don't even remember what the actual enemies are called, but they're kind of like werewolves that are kind of. Yeah. rabid enemies mm-hmm. and and they come out in droves and they're very vicious and they they can easily take you down but yeah it got to a point where i was like okay i just gotta run i just gotta <laughs> run straight and not look back and uh, yeah it's it's very cool uh the other part of it is that throughout the the whole map there's these uh chests uh that you can't unlock unless you're in the fog so mm-hmm. it also became like a, a game of like remember where these chests are so that way when you go back to Fulgrim you can actually like you know make the most use of your time and start hitting those up and get some extra tar and and items out of that yeah and you can switch it on and off Mm -hmm. at will yeah um once you beat the first boss so that's cool um Axel your thoughts on exploration and the fog and just sort of the level design and environments well I will try to be nice now <laughs> because I was pretty <laughs> bad. <laughs> and now, being honest, uh, the world design is my favorite part of Mortal Shell. Mm-hmm. I, I think they nailed it. There are some very well developed uh, temples. Uh, this one, uh, the one made of marble, let's say, uh, where you find uh, the tank class, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that place. It's amazing. It's um, the only downside it, it has. Uh, it is like really big, and I don't know why it's so vast, so <laughs> immense. But yeah. Yeah. apart from that, uh, then it, it it starts going up. It has a beautiful construction. You know yeah. how they design it. I I really love it. 
and well, I went to the fire temple first, like Steve, and when that mechanic of the fog started, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> this is where you get good, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. There was uh, this kind of enemy, it was like, um, uh, it has uh, two swords, you know, at the same time, and he was like really tough for me, and uh, it's appeared multiple times now, when you have to go back. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Uh, it was <laughs> it was intense, you know? Yeah. But, uh, and then you have an NPC where you can uh, put uh, the fog or put it out. And I think it was mm -hmm. a good mechanic. It, it changes the, the first area, uh, the forest. Right. Uh, I think it was the best part for me, the best part. Really? Yes, That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I was into it as well. Um, Jared, uh, let me get your thoughts on exploration, um, level design, fog, and uh, the environments and everything. Well, just like the other guys, I really enjoyed the environment design overall for Mortal Shell. It was very encapturing. It was nice to go in because I think if you don't get your environmental aesthetic right, you're not going to get your what you're trying to get the player to feel about the game. Um, especially when you're trying so hard to be like Dark Souls, but unlike Dark Souls, you need to have right. some aspects that reflect what you're trying to, you know, trying to recreate. And I think they really nailed the head on that one, especially with Falgrim. It feels like you could do it almost be like a, uh, I mentioned this in my review, basically saying that it's almost could be akin to a, a Dark Souls multiverse for what the environments could look like. And I think that's very impressive nice to me. Yeah, well, it's 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 nice because if you're gonna if you're going to be making a souls like, I think in some aspects you need to take the environmental as aesthetic into consideration because in Dark Souls itself, that is such a major, major, major factor because there's a lot of storytelling behind the environments itself as well. So yeah. you have to get that right, and I feel Mortal Shell definitely nailed that really, really well. Um, the expo exploration itself was really fun. Of course, there's lots of twists and turns and paths you can take and back entrance entrances and whatnot. Um, that I guess felt it gave a nice kind of variety of places to go and directions to go, but it also became a little repetitive a little bit because it, it tried to make a small area feel larger. But once you felt or when you have explored a lot in this in a single place, it tends to be well, it ends up feeling quite small. One hmm. area that really did stand out for me, though, was um, was it the seat of infinity? Infinity of that oh, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In seat of seat of infinity. Yes, that one. My Canadian accent can't really talk very well, so <laughs> bear with me here. <laughs> but that one really, I think, is absolutely my favorite place because it's this almost Promethean kind of vibe but it's still like it's still more shell with that dark souls attitude but it's still kind of sci-fi ish and it's very different and i've just really liked the direction they went with that environment it was really cool now my first encounter with the fog unlike you guys it was actually quite enjoyable for me because oh. <laughs> i thought it was easy because as Teal, even though you are quite fast with stamina and with the, with the, and the dodge mechanic and whatnot, you can heal by being poisoned. So that's yeah. not uh, being an issue for me at all. So if someone uh, poisons me, I didn't even. I'm good. Huh. Yeah, exactly. So I <clears throat> blow through those areas nice and quick, but. Uh, the same token, it was really nice and refreshing because you're not going back through the same enemies after you kill a boss. Difficulty stepped up a little bit, and then you get the tease uh, and, or the access to all those treasure chests. You're like, huh, okay, now I want to go explore things again a second time and try to get those chests or see if things have changed in the environment and with the enemies and with item drops mm. as well. So that's mm -hmm. another nice way to incentivize the player to go around and re-explore things again and then move on to the next area. So you're technically doing it twice before you even move it on to the to your next one. Yeah. 
Yeah, and those are great points. And what's funny is, although this game is a, a little bit on the shorter side, just talking to you guys, I've learned a lot that I didn't know about. And so it pr- says to me that there's a lot more I need to do in this game, yeah. <laughs> um, which, which is really cool. Um, so uh, we're going to wrap things up here. I know there's a lot more uh, that we can dive into with this, but uh, with it being a review episode, we want to be concise here. Um, let's get everybody's final thoughts on the game and anything we might have missed talking about uh, thus far. Uh, and yeah, just sort of how we've uh, walked away from this and, and how we feel about it. Uh, let's toss it over to Axel first, uh, and then we'll uh, move, you know, everybody can sort of say their final thoughts from there. All right. So first, a small comment. Um, the mechanic that you don't know what an item does until you consume it, Ah, that's yes. evil. Evil, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, man. But I like it. I, I like it. And <laughs> so, well, uh, overall, the best thing I can say about uh, Mortal Shell is that it's the best entry for someone who wants to play a Souls-like game, but actually haven't played any of them, you know? Um, perhaps uh, he, she, or they are... Uh, a bit afraid of the difficulty, I believe they will have a, a nice adventure here. Um, and they will have also uh, some of the best parts from the Soul series, like the world design. Um, maybe not the bosses from my end, but well, uh, we thought differently about it, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. Yes. Um, I will leave it to that, I believe. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, and I actually, I like that mechanic of not knowing what the items do. It's very on brand for this type of game. Yeah. These games are supposed to, they're, they're supposed to be sort of punishing. And I actually kind of like that. It rewards you for trying things out, or maybe not. Maybe it, it punishes you, but it, at least it's it makes things interesting, I think. Yes. Um, Jared. Uh, final thoughts on Mortal Shell, and then mention anything that maybe we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about. Well, I honestly have basically the same sentiments as Axel. Is I I think it's a great entry point for a lot of people who might be unfamiliar or new to the Dark Souls type of games. Um, for combat in general and boss fights, for the game overall, it's definitely very simplistic in comparison. Still very enjoyable. Um, I think this is a great foundational step for Cold Symmetry into creating a new um, Souls-like game for Dark Souls fans that can that they can truly enjoy. Because I know after the success of this one, I really not I wouldn't say I know, but I really hope that they continue on with this game and make the next one bigger, better, and better, and heavily expand on it a lot more. Now. Also, the familiarity mechanic I also really enjoyed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that was, it, it, it's, it was refreshing because you haven't really had something like that before. And you go, huh, you know what? Normally in real life, when you pick up something, if you don't know what it is, exactly. you got to try it out in order to know what it does, right? And normally in video games, you just automatically know what it does. So it's really nice sure. when you try it out the first time, you end up knowing what it does. But when you max out your familiarity, you know the full effects of what it does. So there's two points to it and i i really really like that about it yeah i'm totally with you on that and i agree too i think this is a a great entry point for people it's it's the game like i guess before i would maybe i I would have suggested maybe dark souls 2 i don't know i don't know it's it's tough to say but uh, but now i i think this is a great great uh stepping stone or a great place to start um steve final thoughts on mortal shell and anything maybe that we might have missed sure uh yeah final thoughts i think i think this game does exactly what it needs to do in order to to replicate a game like the dark souls it it hits on all those major points we that we've talked about it nails the combat and nails the level design to a very certain extent i think unanimously <laughs> it at least gets the um the imagery and everything right uh the bosses maybe could use a little bit of you know fixing in terms of like you know, it's creativeness, but I think in terms of aesthetic, it it does it in, in spades. Uh, yeah, I really hope that they continue doing uh, non- like Mortal Shell and it continues to thrive and everything because now it has like this great base that we can use and compare like we've done 
this whole episode compare it to you know uh from software games but i really hope that they can find a way to kind of like spread off and make it their own make mortal shell their mm. own mm-hmm. um, yeah i'm yeah, uh, to, to everyone's point, I think the, the familiarity uh, mechanic was really cool. Uh, other other than, like, that one item that just poisoned you, that was a real troll <laughs> move. Like, I, <laughs> I got that, and I was like, of course, and now I'm dead. That's really cool. Thanks yeah. a lot, guys. Um, also, I know Joseph is going gonna, is gonna to side with me. Uh, I don't know about Axel and Jared, but, hey, we got to give it up for any game that lets you pet a cat. Come on. Oh man, absolutely. Yes. And I right. think there's a trophy. There is to a trophy there achievement is. To, to do that. Um, the other thing I want to bring up uh, really quickly is the uh, uh, what is it? The the ballista zuka. Like, oh the, yes, oh, yeah. oh, that was awesome. <laughs> like I was not yeah. expecting that at all. And then as soon as I got my hands on, I was like, okay, now we're playing with fire. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, one of the standout moments. Yeah, you guys should check out a video of that. It's really oh, cool. it's awesome. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing I wanted to ask you guys: Did you guys uh, ever interact with Baghead? No, I don't. It has don't know the most beautiful moment in the game. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Go, you sit down. Talk for about a while. it. Yeah. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, so I guess yeah, we're already like kind of spoiling the game, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally fine. Cool. Uh, so Baghead is this NPC that you can find uh, just past all the the toads and frogs. So Joseph, you know, so, if, you, if you feel like being oh brave, yeah. uh, you can go search out Baghead. Um, and then he he's he's just this uh, yeah NPC that uh, is just chilling out, and he asks for I think at first he asks for like something to drink, and then he asks for something to eat. Yes. Uh, and then afterwards, he's like, oh, just, you know, if you want, you can just hang out with me. And if you decide to sit down and play your loot, uh, the game just ends. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. It's beautiful because yeah. uh, the window says something like, <laughs> so you want to do this forever and ever, mm -hmm. something like that. And then your character starts playing the loot and you start seeing all the other creatures in the forest and... You are like, okay, so is this going to end? And then the credits shows. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the implication behind it, if you go into like the achievements or trophies, it, it says you've wasted your life away with Baghead. So I guess in, in this, in the lore or the story of the game, you just give up on your, your mission uh, and just hang out with Baghead the, for the rest of eternity, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I actually really love that a lot. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's kind of like almost ballsy of the developers to do something right? like that. Like, I actually really like that. Like if you if you find uh like a drink and uh, I think the, it, you need the rat and yes, a rat. run yes, yes. run straight to Baghead, you could finish the game in like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah, pretty much. You could. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to have to try that out. That's really cool. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Seriously, I love this. I love that I've learned so much about this game that I didn't know otherwise. Um the, the final thing I wanted to say is, yeah, I think, uh, I hope we see more mm. Mortal Shell, just like you guys said. And what's cool is this game has done really well. Um, it originally was released digitally only, but it, it due to high demand, mm. it, it's now going to be coming out physically. So that just says like how successful this has been already. Yeah. And I think this, uh, I, I think the success of this is probably going to spawn a sequel. Uh, I think uh, that's what I think. And, it, you know, the video game industry is full of sequels, right? Yeah, that's so true. It's, 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 I think it's likely. Um, cool. Well, thank you, everybody, uh, for listening. And thank you guys for coming on the show. I really appreciate uh, talking with you guys. And I learned a lot, which is really awesome. Um, remember, uh, you can always find our show pretty much anywhere where podcasts are available. You can follow us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow. Uh, get at us via email at activequestpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to keep those uh, ratings on iTunes coming. It really helps out. And uh, if we if you get us to 30 ratings, I have to play Kingdom Hearts, which is... Oof. <laughs> oh, boy. Oof. Oh, oh, man. Boy. Chris, Chris loves Kingdom Hearts, so, yeah. Um, anyway, um, so, yeah, uh, this is a part of the show where we uh, say goodbye and then we do our plug. So, Jared, where can people find you when you're not on Active XP talking about Mortal Shell? And if you want to plug any of your work uh, that you're uh, working on right now, you can go ahead. All right. Well, you can find all my fun writing stuff over at lordsofgaming.net. Uh, I'm on the podcast, The Gaming Perspective, Saturday evenings uh, around 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, would love to have you guys join in and tune in and come join us one day. 
And you can also find my review for Bordel Shell over at lordsgaming.net and also on actually the Cold Symmetry Developers website. I'm on some very high-end peers of mine, I guess. And I'm very <laughs> honored to have it up there. So go ahead and check That's it out. That's really awesome. Congrats on that. That's really cool. Um, Axel, where can people find you on the internet? Well, mostly you can find me at Twitter, at uh, Axel Bosso. And nowadays I'm not writing too much in English. I'm mostly writing in Spanish, my mother language. Uh, but well, perhaps <laughs> someday you will uh, read something from me again. So just follow me on Twitter, please. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> and that's really crazy. Like, I think it's really impressive to, to be able to speak and write in two languages. That's fucking right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, Steve, where can people find you on the interwebs? Sure, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Asvigbari. Uh, you can also find my written pieces of work over on Console Creatures, Squad State. Uh, and then, yeah, I also do a podcast called the Canadian Geekcast. We post a new episode every Tuesday. Uh, so you can find that on podcast feeds everywhere. Oh, and I just awesome. I just want to say once again, Joseph, thank you so much for for having me on. I feel like this is a long time coming that we've been able to to collaborate yeah. on something. So this was was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. It, Twitter's interesting because you meet all these people on there that you talk to every now and then, and and then you you know meet them in person or do a podcast with them. It's just really cool. Oh yeah. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for, for being on the show. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden, and you can find my work at Digital Trends. Um, so obviously, the, the listeners of our show know where, you know, where they can find uh, our regular episode. So look out for our next episode next Monday. So we want to thank everybody for listening. Go check out Mortal Shell. That game kicks ass. And shout out to Cold Symmetry for the, the hard work. And Playstack as well. So yeah, thank you, everybody. And we will catch you for the next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>